everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about, I mean, kind of whatever you guys want to know, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about The Simpsons, but really, any any questions, I mean, as they're appropriate. I, yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm not going to give you my social security number, but I, I did say I put a call. Uh, this is our holiday mailbag episode. Happy holidays. It's the day after Christmas. Uh, however you, if you celebrate december holidays of any kind we i wish you the crusty you know i've thought about doing the crusty clip but whatever everyone i can't get away from classic simpsons quotes so i think it's best if we take a break but uh we matt and i are gonna we got i solicited questions from our listeners from you some of you at least and matt and i are gonna answer them do our best at least matt has i don't think matt has seen any of these questions I have not. I'm I'm coming in blind. I'll I'll do my best. I I don't really research all the questions I'm asked. They're not. I didn't. I don't think any of these are that difficult. Matt. Most of them are just asking your honest opinion. So oh, you. you should probably be fine. Our first question, Matt, uh, is from Casey. What would be your quintessential spotlight episode for each of the five family members? If someone were to ask what makes Marge Marge, what episode would you point them toward? Oh, um. I mean, I, I would almost certainly have to say scenes from the class struggle in Springfield, but uh, Marge be not proud. It's close, close second. I would say for Marge, it would be why can't they? I'm gonna probably. I apologize right now, guys. I am brain dead, so I'm gonna try and think of a name's episodes, and I'm probably gonna fail ninety percent of the time. Uh, Marge painting episode, Matt. Which one is that? Oh, uh, brush with greatness. Brush with greatness. That's my. I think I would choose the brush with greatness. Even though seeing some of the class struggle in Springfield is also great. Um, I can, Marge Be Not Proud is more of a Bart episode to me than it is a Marge episode. Um, although it does have a lot of Marge in it. Um, so that's Marge. Homer, Matt. Pick one for Homer. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say Homer versus Lisa in the Eighth Commandment. I know it's early on. Uh, but I feel like it is a really great exploration of what Homer is, what he wants, and how, when he's not being jerk Homer, he is a really good uh, person deep down. He just has a hard time following through. I, like, I'm torn. Like, there's, like, my favorite Homer episode is probably Mysterious Voyage of Homer, um, but I probably wouldn't make that the one homer episode i probably would say homer defined like homer defined is homer defined like it is that i've said it before i called it a template for homer episodes and like if you ever are writing a simpsons episode and you don't know how to you oh i need to write a homer episode well watch and you don't know what to do you write watch homer defined like you could still yeah. model an episode today on that you update a little few things here and there but it still works that very that 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 template of how to write a Simpsons episode about Homer and how to make it work. Um, okay, let's do Bart. Ooh, um, hmm. I'm probably gonna take some heat from this, but Ooh. I actually like Bart the mother um, mm. because I, I think it does a good job of showing that Bart wants to be seen as a bad kid. Uh, and, and he does all the things that, you know, that the bad kids traditionally do, but, uh, he deep down doesn't have in him to actually be a bad person. Uh, I mean, I feel like, uh, some of the later episodes, uh, kind of get away from that and just show Bart as being, you know, the little hellraiser. Uh, even some of the episodes that, uh, push into the future, the future episodes, uh, Bart is, is 
kind of a jerk in them uh, and, and, and bad at everything. Uh, but I, I don't feel like they really represent the way Bart the mother is uh, follow up for Whacking Day. Uh, because Joaquin Day, again, Bart is a little Hellraiser, but you know, deep down he's actually an intelligent person who will help when he can, but not when it's funnier to not help. <laughs> uh, I think my answer is Bart sells his soul. Mm. It is my, it is this, like some of these are not my favorite, you know, Homer, favorite Mar- Marge episode, favorite Homer episode, or whatever, but I, this is my favorite Bart episode. And I think it does good do do a great job of demonstrating what makes Bart Bart. Um, Mars be not proud would probably be my other choice. Those are the the toss up between the two. But I per- personally prefer Bart sells his soul um, because he does go on that uh, the sucker. Like it just it shows Springfield so much of Springfield as he's like trying to get to you know, Millhouse's grandmother's apartment. We see so much of the town and we get to see Bart go through this journey with Lisa kind of as his little weird you know, slight, slightly like a mentor figure where she's trying to guide him back to getting a soul again. Um, and ultimately helping him really like that. And Lisa, finally, Matt, both our favorite character. Oh gosh, that is a tough one. Um, Hmm. I'm probably going to go with Lisa versus Malibu Stacy is the one that pops right to mind. Uh, because it shows Lisa being an eight year old girl, but also wanting something better and realizing when things are not appropriate for an eight year old girl. Uh, and on top of that, it's just a really, really funny episode overall. But she's got a new hat. But she's got a new hat. Um, I, I, I think I'm just like picking favorites, but whatever. Summer four for two. I can't. Yeah. Not, like it's just so good. And um, I think when I think about Lisa, like you, you can think about Lisa. You know, obviously she's the smartest of our our family members, and she's the most driven by ethics and 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 the most adventurous uh philosophically um but i think why that episode rings so true to me is because i think that's often the hardest struggle for people who are you know who are 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 intelligent or you know or but also very self-conscious and self-conscious about their identity and i think that's it's it's kind of vital to Lisa's what is her identity and what is her identity related to other people. And the fact that she doesn't need to be ashamed of who she is, you know, she can be herself. Um, obviously Lisa, the iconoclast would probably be my number two pick. Yeah. Um, it's, but it, it's, a nice, it's a nice counterpoint to summer four foot two. I think they work well together. Um, also old man, I could go on with Lisa episodes forever. Um, we got a lot of questions. Uh, next, from benjamin are you happy to see new episodes being made or you wish you had a finite end date for both the show and your labor of love in the podcast are you happy when they announce new seasons matt ah i mean they have been getting better at it but i feel like the simpsons has done most of what it can by now i feel like there's no reason for it to continue to go on i feel like they should probably try something new uh but i mean if the episodes are as good as a few of the episodes from this uh, most recent season can be, I don't mind them continuing to make them. I just don't know why. Money, Matt, is the answer. Matt, and let me, I here, know. I if know. you had, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. If you had a machine that printed money, would you turn it off? No, I guess I wouldn't. I'm no, just you like, wouldn't. 
how does it still print this much money after so long? People still watch it. People still watch The Simpsons, and now it's on Disney Plus, yeah. and Disney owns the show. There's, it's still one of the most watched shows on Disney Plus. Gets a lot of, and they Disney is c- perfectly content pumping more and more episodes out. Uh, Al Gina said that the show will probably go at least to season forty, which is seven more years. We're in season thirty-three currently, which I, my personally, I. When the episodes are good, no, I don't mind more episodes if they're good. Or even if they're decent. You know, they don't have to be great episodes or anything. I just want them... I want new blood. And that's the, the best episodes from the past few years. Last season was it was alright. Season 32 was alright. Season 33 so far has been mostly alright. I was pretty frustrated with the last episode they released, but... Um, yeah. It's mostly been alright. And as long as the episodes are good and they introduce new blood, fresh fresh perspectives on the show... It can we can get new stuff. You can get new takes to make the Simpsons still feel new. I honestly, I want them to be a different show at this point. Like I want them to challenge themselves. Like the beauty mm-hmm. of the Golden Years to me, one of them at least, was though people think of like oh it's season two through eight, maybe two through nine. You round it off at season ten, but we call it, I would call it season nine is the last good season of the Simpsons. Season ten is already descending into the madness that is Mike Scully. Um, but all those seasons are different from each other. Like two, three, four, five. As you go up, those seasons are different from each other. They all have different identities. They all do different things. They All the showrunners really put their own stamp on the show. And I, I mean, Al Jean, I get, put Matt Selman in, in charge or put even someone young in charge. Put a young TV person who's really bright and really creative. Um, put them in charge of the show. Let them put a, their own stamp on the show's identity. I think at this point, Al Jean makes the trains run on time, so they're not going to fire him. You know, he's yeah. he he gets those episodes out. He knows what they are. Um, but I personally, I don't mind them. Yes, it does prolong this podcast. That's fine. It's whatever. I don't mind doing the podcast. It's mostly just when, like, especially if I, oh, when we're doing season 33, like, those episodes have something to talk about. You know, they're not just lazy filler for the most part. They're interesting. You know, they have even the episodes I don't like have something interesting in them. That's really what I care about. I don't, I just, this it's, we're in a slaw right now because all these episodes are the same. Just, well, yeah, because uh, we have to, we have to concentrate on the core family or people won't recognize the Simpsons. And I don't think that's true anymore. I mean, the art style alone makes it obvious that it's the Simpsons. I think they're just worried that no one's going to watch the episode that it's not about the core family. And I think they're wrong. Um, next question from Nathan. Who is your favorite author or book series? Matt, favorite author or book series or both? Um, hmm, favorite. I would probably have to go with Neil Stevenson overall. I haven't read a couple of his newest books because I'm terrible at reading these days, uh, but uh, I have enjoyed absolutely everything he has written. Uh, and it, it makes me think on a level that I, I don't usually do uh, anywhere else. You're asking the writer who their favorite author is. Um, yeah. I can name dozens of people. Um, Stephen King is absolutely the most influential author in my life. Uh, I would not be writing if Stephen King never wrote his own, his books. I read them my entire, I've read them my entire life. I think his new most of his newer books are way too long. Uh, I think they've cut back on that lately, which I really appreciate. I I, w- I, w- I really wish he would stop writing thousand page books. He doesn't need to. They don't need to be that long. Like there's no reason for those books to be that long. Um, my favorite and my favorite Stephen King is all his like 
punchy 70s or 80s even there's stuff in the 90s that like you know desperation and those aren't that long uh i really like them but i could i mean i love horror obviously i love horror um and there's a great there's just a tremendous crop of new younger horror writers out there right now there's new ones every day um nick cutter uh laird baron uh john langan um I, uh, there's uh, Tender is the Flesh as a new book I've read. It's really, really hard to read um, where the, the, the premise is there's a, some kind of virus or, or something that gets into every single animal and it makes their meat fatal to eat. It poisons the meat so that we can no longer eat animals. And instead of giving up meat, we instead decide to start eating people. But they are butchered and slaughtered the same way um very good book but really hard to read uh the other book i would say i would give a shout out is called the book of x by sarah rose etter uh just an incredible book a book a lot of the times with i you know me, me writing books so often is i'm really i really get excited about books that i could never write books that are just very stylistically different from how i write and 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 covering topics that i are not something I would even try and write about. Uh, the Book of X is very hard to describe, but it is probably like it's probably my book of this year, the past year. Uh, and I would absolutely say, give go or go read it. It's so it's so good. Um, from Hoffa, will you ever become sellouts and have advertising during the show? Yeah. Huh. I mean, how much money are they oh. pay? How much money are they pay in us, Hoffa? I how about that's the question? I was about to say, was like, that's so sweet that you think anyone would pay for that. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could, I could, we could have had advertising long ago, and it still would probably give us some. But I personally don't like it. I like giving people the freedom to support us through Patreon, through, uh, you know, through through that with, and they get bonus. You get bonus podcasts along with all that stuff, and I personally do put my you know book trailer book my book my book advertisements at the front of the, these podcasts whenever i have a book coming out um and that's technically advertising it's just advertisement for me and uh, i am not i have no problem with that because hey it's my podcast i'm gonna put whatever i want on it but if like let's say like the simpsons came to us and said hey you ever, they're not gonna they don't need our advertisements this everyone knows the simpsons the simpsons you don't need to advertise the simpsons anymore um but something like that, and it was a lot of money, maybe, but the I don't want to, like, I'm not going to ever endorse something that I personally don't enjoy, personally don't believe in as a product or whatever, or something that tries to qualify our opinions. Like, I don't think, and the, the fact that Matt and I just have ripped The Simpsons apart for eight seasons now, I don't think they're, I don't think they're that interested in advertising for our show. Um, we could absolutely, absolutely advertise with the amount of people listen, but do you need another mad for ad for Lisa mattresses or Squarespace? I, I don't or... think Lisa's doing that anymore. Now, now it's Manscaped. So, uh, you know, if we oh, ever need to, uh... Manscaped. <laughs> me and Matt can talk about, uh, male hygiene. I'm sure that everyone listening yes, would male, love that. Male hygiene. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have strong opinions about sharp things, but you know, I'll <laughs> well, give those away for free. <laughs> Our next question from Brandon. Who would be your dream guest for the podcast? Who's your dream guest, Matt? Who do you want on the show? 
I I honestly don't know. I mean, I think it would be interesting to talk to some of the people. I okay. I don't have a name for you, but I want to talk to one of the writers that was there during the golden years and then left when like uh, season 10 or 11. And I just wanted to know what their opinion is now. I think that would be fun to hear. I doubt they'd be, they'd name names or anything, but maybe, maybe. And it would be hilarious. I, if it dream, this is never going to happen, but this is my dream. You would think it'd be Matt Groening. Eh, no, I'm not interested in talking to Matt Groening. Um, it'd be Al Jean. And I, but I want full honesty. I want full, I want full answers. He has been there f- through the golden years. He was there for the golden years. He left, came back, and ran the show for these terrible seasons we're on now, uh, but still runs the show today. And he's been there the whole time. And the problem is, you ask anybody who's been on the who's worked on the show almost at any point most of the time they just go oh, blah 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 show's still as good as it's ever been show's always great everyone has their own favorite episodes blah 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 here's a bunch of nonsense talking because we don't want to throw anybody under the bus i don't they don't want to throw themselves under the bus but i don't really want to talk to anybody like I, we've gotten i don't know i don't know if i i don't think i've told matt about all of them but i get emails from some different simpsons connected people over from their not from them but from like their agents or pr or whatever they're like do you want to have them on the show and i'm like because they're want to plug something <laughs> they have a they have, <laughs> they have a book or a podcast or whatever they want them on the show i'm like what am i going to say to them that no one else they they've heard all these same questions about the golden years three million times there's nothing i'm going to ask them that's going to like reveal anything at this point i'm more interested in asking them about the worst stuff that they have been a part of because I find it very, I find it fascinating. I, I find this whole descent fascinating. I know I hate it sometimes and I complain on the air, but the reason we're still doing this podcast is because I find the show's history so fascinating, how it can become from some of the best television ever to some of the worst television ever. I find that descent incredibly interesting. No one's ever going to talk about it. No one wants to acknowledge it. No one wants to acknowledge the one the terrible episodes but also like just the offensive stuff that they put in there no one wants to talk about a poo no one wants to talk about like you know have all the transphobia and the homophobia and all that stuff they've had they had for years no one wants to talk about that they're not going to answer you they're just going to give you some general nonsense answer or they'll say oh i know i thought this podcast was going to be like you know fluff and then they'll stop they don't you know and i don't know and i'd just be a jerk i guess so that'd be my dream guess but that's not gonna happen um, honestly, a dream guest, like a, a real, more realistic dream guest would be like some different, several celebrities I follow that, you know, that I personally really like, and I'm, I like their opinions on the show. But again, most of those people are pipe dreams too. They'll, they're too busy or they're not going to, they're not going to stump for some Simpsons podcast. Well, they've got better things to do than hang out with us. I guess so. I mean, it's a, it's hard work. I'm not, I don't, it's that I'm making, I have something to do for free. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to, I don't blame them, you know? Hey, do work for me <laughs> for free. I'm like, okay, I get it. Um, okay, here, here, this is a fun one. From Old Painty Can, Joey, Jojo, Junior, Shabadoo, Schnurub. Uh, first question, Robbie, which pro wrestler would you most like to see guest star on The Simpsons, and what role would you have them play? You have a question to you, Matt, but I'm going to answer this one first. Um, I mean, there's so many. I, I, I think I would... I think I would pick Mick Foley. I love I love Mick Foley a lot. He's always great at character work, so he could actually play a character. Um, 
And honestly, I wish I'd I'd love for him to have a a, a job doing voiceover work uh, recurring because I think he could he's he he has a, a range I think he could do. For if he was gonna be a guest star, like you could just make him be like um, a wrestler, obviously, but that's kind of boring. Uh, I think he, he can do it all, though. He like I would actually have Mick Foley play Santa because Ooh, he loves be he loves Christmas. He's a big fan of Christmas. He loves he plays he dresses up as Santa and does it for kids. He pretends he's Santa Claus. Uh, so I'd love an episode, a holiday episode of The Simpsons that. Mick Foley played Santa. I think that'd be great. Uh, Matt, your question. Which Springfield resident would you most trust to look after a litter of kittens? And what do you think they would name them? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, we've proven that Lisa has all of her cats die. Um, (laughs) I mean, hell, all of the Simpsons left their cat outside, which is just a huge no-no. No, No, don't ever let your cats outside. Oh, gosh. This is is more difficult than I thought. Um, I mean, honestly, Mo seems to have been a pretty good cat owner over the years. In, in the few episodes where he has a cat, he seems to really appreciate that cat and its opinions. Even, you I mean, he also asks Reverend Lovejoy about things or Marge and her guys at the Listen Lady. Um, hmm. Is it Mo then? I hear that. It's either Mo or Patty and Selma, because I feel like Patty and Selma would love it unconditionally, but not to the point where it would make the cat mad. So I'm going to go with Patty and Selma. Um, what would they name? What's a give me a themed? They have, let's say there's a handful of kittens. What's the theme that they're gonna go with? Uh, I mean, obviously MacGyver episodes. I mean, gosh. they're gonna name the kittens MacGyver episode death titles? episodes. Yes, episode names. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Um, from Lauren, if you could say one thing to Al Jean, what would you say? That's your first question. I think we'll take that one first. One yeah. thing. If I could say one thing to Al Jean, how much? What does one thing qualify? I would say it's a short paragraph, probably, yeah. probably a hundred words or less. I would say, Al, you've made some of the best and worst television ever. I think there is still, there's still, uh, there's still fuel in the Simpsons tank. Hire young people and let them do what they want with it. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't remember that the Simpsons writing staff was incredibly young. Like it was in the golden years, especially in the you know seasons two through four. Uh, they were all like they had a few older people. Uh, I think John Schwartzer was fairly older uh, at, at that point in time. Uh, he was probably in his late 30s, early 40s, um, maybe even a little slightly older. But most of them are pretty young. And that's why they had all these great uh, references and jokes and stuff, because you had the older guys. Uh, who had uh, in, had lived interesting lives, and you had the younger guys who were willing to put the little edge on it. And now it seems to mostly be older people. Yeah, and yet that's the sensibility. And yet, like Sam Simon was like in his thirties when he was when he helped produce the the show at the first. And a lot of people say he was that had per- created like provided that indelible spark that, that that they gave at the beginning of the show. And I don't know. That's what I think when I you know what would I say to Algene like. Get young people, and they've done that some in the more recent seasons. I wish they do it more. Uh, her next, her other question: If you could take one post Golden Year episode and rewrite it to create a good or great episode, which one would it be, and why? Oh God. Um. Do, do, do we go for an easy one, or do we go what, for whatever you want, Matt? What what one do you want? Which oh, one do you gosh. think? All right. What's what's the worst episode I think can be fixed? Oh, uh, let's see here. 
Hmm. I actually think the worst episode that is it's possible to fix is probably going to be Goo Goo Guy Pan. It would be tough because the only humor in that episode is some racist jokes. But I think there is the core of a really important story there of um, Selma wanting a child and, and willing to do anything to get it. And I think they could redo that episode again without the racism, which will be tough, difficult, but and and without jerk ass Homer, and it could be done well. My answer is this was my, the first one that popped on my mind, and I'm pretty sure it's the, the one that I would pick is Alone Again, Natural Diddly. Mm. Um, I think there would be a, there could be a great episode where about Ned losing Maud, how he picks up the pieces. It's not natural. It's not alone again, natural diddly, but that episode has incredible potential. There's so much potential for, you know, growth and catharsis and storytelling. Would it be funny? I don't know. That'd be hard, but you, I'm sure you could do it. Just be, it'd be dark. It'd be, it'd be a Homer's enemy style, you know, dark humor. But I think you can make it work. And I think you can yeah. even play around with the metatextual bit of like, you know, we, had, you know, the Maggie Roswell left the show and they had to kill off the character. And like, you could wink and nod a couple times at that, but that's my pick. I like, I, I really think that they kind of wasted it. They're like, oh, we're going to kill the character, but we're going to treat the entire episode like a joke. Not going to treat it seriously ever. And I think it'd do better. Um, let me see. Question from. Uh, at Simpsons Watch, Matt, don't you hate pants? I will go down as actually being a fan of pants in Whoa. general, just because I, I carry around a lot of stuff with me. <laughs> so, you know, I need a place to put that. Now, if you get me a bandolier, we can we can talk. Matt, but, Matt, 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 Come on, Matt. There's a huh? solution. There's an easy solution. It's staring you right in the face. Oh, Fan, yeah? Fanny pack. That's true. I'm not. I'm. That'd be a pretty pretty hefty fanny pack because I carry way too much crap, as Robbie can attest. But you know, maybe maybe Matt Matt takes advantage of the cargo like the cargo shorts. They are cargo first. They're like short second. <laughs> He's like a donkey. Hey, you never know when you need a, a drink or a snack or <laughs> some gloves or possibly a toolkit. You never know when you need these things. Uh, from Mark, do you do you have any episodes coming up that you're looking forward to reviewing? Oh man, I mean, not that I can think of. I mean, I, I barely watched these upcoming episodes, so I I, I really couldn't tell you. I have one. Um, every, everyone keeps talking about the one where Bart goes on a cruise. So that's that's season that's that season twenty three. We're a ways away from that one, Matt. But it is that is a really good episode. Maybe even great. Um, my answer is. Uh, I forget the name of the episode, but is the dish rag episode. Uh, I'm I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I'm interested because I have I watched that one a long time ago, and I'm like, and because it, it's so crazy that like let's do an, uh, an entire episode from the from the point of view of Moe's dish rag and his voice by Jeremy Irons. You're like what? And then you're like, oh, it's a reference to. Uh, was it a red violin or something like that? Um, but and I thought we thought it was terrible. But I'm pretty sure that I'm gonna think the episode's a lot better than I used to because we have watched so many terrible episodes. 
Oh, so we'll it, see. I, I, I still think it's going to be bad. Oh, it's, it's still going to be bad, but I think it's going to be at least interesting bad. And those are the ones I don't mind episodes are bad. I just want them to be interesting bad. I want them to provoke discussion to, to you know, I'm so I'm not just bored staring at the screen. And that's, you know, that that's largely it. Um, from Rachel, which Springfieldian would you most like to have a conversation with? Oh, I mean, obviously, Professor Frank, I want to know what his most whacked out gadget is and how I can acquire it. I mean, he 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 sells them for dirt cheap. I mean, matter transport goes for less than a buck. Uh, can I say like Lisa's wedding future Lisa? Because like I could have like an actual conversation, could have an actual conversation about like life with future Lisa. But if we're going to like stay modern day, normal canon of The Simpsons, I would probably say Marge. I would talk about Marge. I would talk about cooking with Marge. But that's true. And how me. she feeds a family on 68 cents a day. <laughs> I think that's or I'd, or I'd watch I'd watch sports with Homer. Like that'd be fun, but that's our conversation. Um from Lauren, is the podcast becoming more of a chore instead of something you enjoy? That will, that's that's the first question. We'll answer that one first. Yeah, depends on the episode. Yeah. I mean depends on yeah. the episode. I mean it really depends. Like when we are doing it in the moment while we are recording, I'm having fun, bouncing, you know, making Matt groan, or or <laughs> that's true. We entertain each other. Uh, doing the prep work though, ooh boy, is that yeah, painful. it's that's not always great, especially when it's a really bad episode. Um, and it's not even just the really bad lips. Like I would take the man the 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 manatee episode because at least it's so ridiculous. That you're, I'm just like what? Like I'm just constantly baffled by it. But at this point, we're just getting really a lot of like very lazy episodes, and they're not exciting to talk about either. Like there's nothing to say. Like oh, like this makes no sense. Let's move on. This makes no sense. Let's move. Like because I, I could. There's a lot of there's a hundred. There's a lot of hours now of me just yelling, and it loses its charm <laughs> after a while. Um, her other question. Also, if you could renumber any one episode, which one would it be, and why? That's really tough. There's so many episodes, you know, we've done almost 400 um, mm. with uh, 370. There's 375 on the list right now, so it's really difficult to, like, hone in on a single episode. It probably would be some of these season one stuff that's pretty low or season two stuff that's pretty low. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, – uh, what's the season two episode? Homer – not Homer at the bat. Um, Dancing it, Homer? It's the one – Dancing Homer. I often feel like that's gotten a, a bad rap. It's very boring. It's very boring. You yeah. go back and watch Dancing Homer. It's really boring, but that it probably would go a little bit higher. I don't know. It's hard to say without watching. And like, again, a lot of those episodes are, there's so much nostalgia tied into them. It's very difficult for me to separate it. Um, and that's true. But Robbie, for, for example, last tap dance in Springfield where Lisa gets auto tapping shoes is about, oh, what is that? Uh, 20 episodes higher than dance at Homer. Last tap dance in Springfield has some jokes in it though, Matt. Like that's the thing. Dance at Homer has no jokes. Like it is. It has very traditional sitcom jokes. Yeah. So they're not really that funny. They're very, it's very kind of a boring. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. We're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be fair. And like, I follow. There's a very interesting thing going on on Twitter. I'll use this. To, I'll use this as a chance to to mention this. There's a thing going on on Twitter where there is like a revival among Gen Z artists of The Simpsons, 
and I follow a bunch, I, not a bunch, but a handful of them um, because I enjoy their art. It's really interesting alternate takes on The Simpsons. Uh, they don't use Simpsons style at all. They do their own style, but they draw the same characters. But they also have really different tastes about what they think is a good episode. And I'm not going to say I agree with them, but I will say, obviously, my perspective is so colored by growing up with a show. And these people didn't grow up with a show, not with the golden years, at least. And I think it's interesting to see that because it makes me think about, you know, how good is this episode? Is it just because I remember it, watching it a hundred times in syndication and on DVD over and over and over again? It's been stomped into my head. Hmm. I don't know. Um, We'll go with Energy Turtle, at Energy Turtle, Abby on Twitter. I'm catching up on rain episodes. I miss for whatever reason. I got to ask, why does Robbie hate monkeys so much? I, was I... Do I hate monkeys? I don't recall you hating monkeys. I recall me hating monkeys. I and actually the problem is I do not hate monkeys. I despise apes. So maybe <laughs> you hate monkeys and I hate apes. We just split up uh, the, the genus. You hate you hate apes, Matt. Why, why do you hate apes? Apes are too close to people, Robbie. Oh, uh, okay. And they're crazy and strong. Like chimps are terrifying. Well, chimps. Uh, they're, yes. they're too strong for their own good. I know. I I keep chimps in their own. Like yes, a chimp is an ape, but I keep chimps. Like I don't have any problem with gorillas or orangutans. Chimps are frightening. Chimps are terrifying. Um, chimps. They're all terrifying. They're all way too way stronger than they should be. I mean, they're uh, gorillas are obviously bigger than humans, but chimps and orangutans about human size, way stronger than we are. Maybe it's just jealousy, quite are, frankly. Are you worried about a Planet of the Apes uh, situation happening, Matt? Are you worried about them taking yes. over? Yes, I am. Because as soon as that happens, you know they're just going to steal all the guns? <laughs> I mean, I have watched those documentaries. <laughs> Both the originals and the Precisely. remix. And, and and the musical version with Troy McClure. I hate every chimp I see. Um, I... I think I don't like monkeys in fiction, is my answer, unless they're used in a very particular way. My novel Regrowth actually has uh, chimps in it, um, but they're used as <laughs> they're used as science experiments. So maybe that maybe I don't like monkeys. I don't know. But I mean, to be fair, I do try and imbue them with a lot of uh, sympathy and empathy. So, that you know, you care about them when the bad things happen. Yeah, I don't want to care about things. That's the worst. It is it's pretty bad. Um, from Derek, a bunch of questions. Uh, do you have any opinions on American Dad? I mean, I enjoy American Dad a lot. Uh, I think it uh, it's Family Guy esque. Gets rid of the worst excesses of Family Guy. So I actually still watch new episodes as they come out. Um, it has gotten more than a little wacky uh, the, over the, the past uh, decade or so, but uh, I, I enjoy it far more than I do Family Guy, which I stopped watching God, 15 years ago now. I uh, don't care about uh, American <laughs> Dad. I have zero. It's, it's a show. I have zero. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't watch it. And I don't I don't think I never plan on. I'm never going to watch it alone. I never watch it again. There's just no. I have there's so many things I don't watch and I just don't have enough time for anything. And if I'm going to pick shows to watch, it's not going to be it's not going to be that next question. Do you feel Futurama should ever return or is it best to leave good things alone? Uh, oh, that's a good point. It depends on the writing staff, uh, because if you can get the original writing staff back, sure, go for it. But if you can't, I feel like it's one of those things that's that's hard to recapture the magic. Uh, there's a lot to be said for the continuity uh, of a writing team. 
Um, so at, at this point, unless you could steal all the people from all the projects they're working on, no, nah, try something else. I mean, you can have something that's like Futurama if you want. It's um, exists. It, that but, exists. It's called Disenchantment. I know, and it's it's good, but it's completely different, and that's the kind of things I would like to see. I Not they as are, good as Futurama, but you know, uh, Futurama tried to come back, and the, those those extra seasons weren't as good. They were okay. But they were not as good as the original four. And there's a part of me that goes, maybe we should just stuck with the original four seasons because they were great. Um, and then the mo- I don't know, even I the movies, the... I would say even the movies weren't that great. They were OK. That's true. I mean, the movies ended up being one of the seasons, basically. Yes. Um, but I-, I would say those episodes of Futurama are still better than most of the Simpsons we've watched for the past. Oh, yeah. Years. I'm not saying they're bad. They're just not as good. You know, they are. They're like season nine of the Simpsons. That's what I would qualify it. Yeah. Or season two. Um, they're not as good as what, like, especially seasons two, uh, episodes, seasons two, three, and four of the Futurama are great. As good as any of Simpsons seasons. Um, have you softened it all to Scully Simpsons or does it only look better now in comparison that what has followed and is still just as awful? I don't think it looks any better. I just think it's, we have been about the same level from the Scully years uh, to now. Uh, I really thought it would get better, like season 15, season 16. I'm like, okay, it's going to trend upwards slowly and we'll get to like mediocre Simpsons. But no, no, it is, it is just as bad. I'm, I don't think I've softened on it. I think I'm just, it, Mike Scully has company now. He, I used to point at Scully years as the obviously terrible and the worst, and they yeah. ruined the Simpsons. But it's now it's oh yeah, Al Jean, you're join the party. You welcome to the party, pal. You and Mike Scully, are good friends, both having just terrible Simpsons. Not just Al Jean terrible is a different flavor than Mike Scully terrible, but they're still bad. I don't know. I don't. I think there there is some a joy enjoyment. I think of the in the madness of the Scully years because they are truly are like, there's, you know, a horse like Fury's D is like a full on character. And that's just crazy, you know, yeah. and have, you know, elves and stuff. It's just nonsense. And, but it's, it's really crazy. At least I'll say that. I don't know if that's, I don't think I'm softening though. I think it's just trying to look at the positives. And Derek's final question. I'm a bit of an obsessed foodie. So I was wondering if the two of you cook, have a favorite meal uh, of food or have a favorite meal or food. And have you ever been to France or have a favorite French dish? That's all, that's Ooh, actually that's like a, five questions, but... It, it is like five questions. Uh, I have been to France. I, I don't know that I have a favorite French dish. Do you, Robbie? I mean, I like them all, honestly. Like, I can't... Like, I, I'm, I've never been to France. Uh, I would love to make a big, long trip and do a bunch of Europe stuff, but... Japan is first, and I'm, that's not even on the horizon with all the covid stuff going on so um i would probably just pick like pastries i'd probably just pick a bunch of pastries like that's tied for first place like oh yeah that's i i could you i would i would probably gain 20 pounds if i went to france like it's just so good uh they're all the well one of the nice things about france is there's a lot of walking involved because you're usually visiting paris or one of the bigger cities so you know it kind of balances out I'm sure that's what I would tell myself, Ben. Uh, I do cook a lot. Um, my wife, my wife, and I both really enjoy cooking, um, and I like I like cooking. I like it's very satisfying. Um, it, I like baking as well. I know Matt bakes. He he's a he's a cookie obsessed. That's true. I, I have to cook all the cookies. Uh, which hey, there the world is better. A world is a better place with more cookies in it. I'll say that's I think true. I think that's fair. Um, but here's the actual answer, Derek. Um, and there's another food question later on, which might 
we might bring come back to this. My favorite my favorite meal is like Chinese takeout, like American Chinese takeout, like the crab rangoon and pork noodles and like sweet and sour sauce, which is all garbage. Like it's really bad for you. But that's <laughs> uh that's my favorite. It's just trash. I like eating trash. Um I like fancy food too, but like if I'm gonna have a go to like meal that I'm buying, I'm not making myself that that's the trash I like. I love crab egg good. It's so it's just it's just fried cheese at a certain point. Like I don't care. Yeah. Um hey, there's there's no reason to never not like fried cheese. Fair enough. Um let's see. From let's go at Upcar. All right, lads. Are there any format changes to the pod you're considering? And have there been any which you'd love to have done but weren't quite able to pull off? Also, not a question, but any chance Matt can give us a nostalgic, nonsensical answer to as to where we can find him? I miss those. Cheers. Oh, Matt, I, I'm you, sorry. Those got very difficult after a while. Yeah, Matt will give us one at the very end of the show. We can. We'll Matt can sign off today with a, a nostalgic, nonsensical answer to where we Absolutely. can find him. Um, format changes. I mean, considering. Eh, I mean, I have obviously. I like. I plans in my mind for like, well, we have a lot of, we have multiple segments now that are reliant on listeners. And if people stop listening and stop answering those questions, that means we have to do something else or drop them entirely. So that's something that's always in the back of my mind. We luckily have very loyal listeners who answer questions every week and give their reviews of episodes every week. And I would probably, Matt and I would put our heads together and come up with something to replace them if we ever had to. Um, I don't know. There's feel like we are in a groove to our format and i kind of like where the show's at you know i like all our different segments i like how the show has morphed as we've gone on i think that's natural for any show that goes on for a long time <laughs> simpsons and i think we both get a sense of like oh this is kind of boring now or this segment doesn't feel good or we don't like it and we just go let's do a different one come up with something else you know i don't think we're entertaining any right now I don't think I'm certainly not just trying to get to get the show out on a weekly basis is enough at the moment. It's a lot. I mean, Robbie just ended one of his podcasts because it was becoming overwhelming. Yes, it's a lot of work uh, to do these. And it's like recording a podcast, making time for it once. Easy. Anyone can do that. I record one episode. I take a Sunday and I we set a time with my friend and we record us talking for a couple hours easy easy as pie okay now do it every week and now do it every week for years not so easy never miss a week i mean we've missed one week matt i will i'm gonna say we've missed a single episode uh, i believe that was after the terrible uh brunch situation down in south <laughs> florida is, is that the one where you swore off a, a bottle of mimosas forever yep no more mimosas for me ever again <laughs> That was uh -huh. the situation. I was like, that was a Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, I, we are not doing a podcast today. That's not happening. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Not happening. That was a very bad day. It was great going to brunch. I felt great that morning. That afternoon. Oh, boy. Was very that bad. also the one where you got the, uh, the fat kids paradise I did. or whatever it was? I, those two things in com combination, Matt, very bad. Very bad thing to do. Guys, don't drink a lot of mimosas and then eat a lot of really sugary uh, junk food. Very bad for you. That's a lot of sugar. 
it's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on in my stomach, and my stomach was like, nope, no thanks. Uh, let's go for uh, uh, Aaron. Yes, it's Aaron. What is your favorite non-animated Christmas special, Christmas episode of any television show? Uh, mine is the Four Season Roseanne episode when she played the Mall Santa. Non-animated Ooh. Christmas episode of a television show, Matt. Oh, hold on. I create a specific Christmas TV playlist for just Ooh. this moment. Ooh. I just need to pull it up okay. and, and run through it real quick. It's only like 140 episodes. It's like <laughs> no time at all. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I don't really watch that much television anymore. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite TV shows, live action TV shows, and... Sorry, it's only 108 episodes. Oh, so only 108 on your list, Matt. Problem. I'm going to go with here. This is maybe not... If I thought about it for like a day, I could probably come up... Maybe come up... Maybe come up with something else, but uh, off the top of my head, Community always did great themed episodes, and mm-hmm. they're the, the Claymation Abed episode stop motion episode memorable great funny so that's my answer yep that is a good one all right so looking through my my big list of episodes um way too many of these aren't actually christmas episodes mostly seinfeld episodes uh but they're (laughs) close enough um honestly uh i i think actually one of the ones that for some reason i don't know why i love it but i love it ridiculous uh, agree uh is there is a episode of married with children that is basically a wonderful life and somehow it is incredibly funny i don't get it it seems weird but it is it is just actually very very funny um it's basically going through al bundy's life and showing him uh what life would be like without him uh and everyone is happy so al at the last moment says no i don't want them to be that happy i am going to (laughs) make it so that that uh i exist just to ruin their happiness that's fair. That's fair. I mean, the Married with Children was a good show. Um, probably doesn't get enough credit just because of how no people uh, how gross it was. How gross it was. It was gross, but it's now it's not that gross considering what else is out there. It's kind of quaint, honestly. You look out there and you're like, oh, Kelly appears, yeah. and everyone goes woo, and you're like, she's in a dress, guys. Like, what is this? Yeah, it's she, it's just an attractive woman. What were they, are they not that many of those? On I was. TV she's time? pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. I don't know. Woo! I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, from Jason, what shows or movies that everyone seems to love do you guys find overrated? For me, it is the movie Elf. I can't stand it. I never understood the overwhelming love that movie gets. Oh, man. I mean, I'm I'm in agreement about Elf. Elf is good, but it's not great. Uh, I think it just came about at a time when a lot of people were perfectly the right age uh, for them. Uh, for me, that movie is uh, Jingle All the Way. Uh, because it was basically the big toy boom of the late 90s, and I was just about at, like in middle school, and it had just enough cynicism in it that it struck a chord with me that uh, anyone who wasn't at that age does not get it all. So I'm with you on Elf, though. It's fine. It's just not that great. No one loves Jingle All the Way, Matt. Everyone thinks Jingle All the Way is terrible. Exactly. It's great. No, it's the, we need op- you, this is asking for the opposite. You got to think. Of, what I is know. It? I know. I'm I'm with him on Elf. That's that. That, that was it. I, Elf is is fine. It's not. <sighs> Matt, forever. Matt, you got you got to you have there. You could answer this question like 45 times. You personally have told me that the Matrix is boring. No, 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 no. Uh, sorry. Sorry. The original Matrix is very good. The sequels are incredibly boring. I tried I... to watch Reloaded is OK the other day, but I tried to watch um, 
Revolution. Uh, the Revolutions. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Don't don't watch Revolutions. No, guys. you Just guys watch Reloaded and then go immediately into Resurrection. I was gonna say there's a fan cut out there. You can probably still find it of both Reloaded and Revolutions cut together into one movie that's two hours long. That is what you need to go watch. It makes oh, it smart. so much better, uh, which is what I believe the original intent for that was to just be a single sequel. But uh, the studios wanted two movies. They wanted a trilogy. Um, a movie, there's so many. I I hate a lot of <laughs> I I like rating on a lot of people's parades. Um, trying to think things that are topical that I don't enjoy that other people do. Oh, oh, I got one for you. One that everyone seemed to love, mostly film snobs that I cannot stand. And it's one we did, we've done a podcast on. Do you, you know what I'm talking about, Robbie? I uh, know, Matt. You're going to have to remind me. Oh, Boyhood. Boyhood is uh, the biggest piece of garbage I have ever <laughs> seen in my life, and everyone loved it. I don't get it. It's so awful. The acting is horrendous, and it's so boring. Hey, Matt, it took 12 years to make. I don't care. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, oh, man. It took I, me 18 I, hours to build this giant ball. Isn't it great? No, it's just it's a giant ball. And Boyhood's I respect Boyhood. I don't necessarily love Boyhood. Um I think that's pretty I much what I said. Um I'm still thinking. Um I think this is topical. It's not probably my number one answer, but here. And I don't know if people it's I don't know, maybe it's just because I grew up it's all in my age group, a whole bunch of dudes who love it because of for whatever reason. Ghostbusters two. Like, there's a lot of conjecture now with a new Ghostbusters movie and looking back at the original Ghostbusters and blah, Ghostbusters 2 is not a good movie. It is literally... I think everyone widely acknowledges Ghostbusters 2 as a bad movie. Okay. I just knew, like, four different people who all love it and think it's great, maybe, and that's it's why... It's fine. It's not as good as the original. I don't I... understand the hate or the love for it. I don't think it's fine, man. I think it's bad. I think it is boring and does, like, the only things interesting about it are Vigo. Vigo is the only thing I care about, and maybe the schlubby first act when the Ghostbusters are all doing their weird shows. I just want to watch... Can I just watch Peter Venkman's, like, weird psychic show? That's what I want to watch. I don't... I want to see this... I want to see the show that is centered around uh, um, uh... Uh, I can't remember Dan Aykroyd's character. Dan Aykroyd running uh, a, like a weird occult shop. I want that. I don't want to watch him be a Ghostbuster in, at, in Ghostbusters 2. Just sell, well, I want to watch him sell spooky books That's to people. Fair. And Crystal Skull Vodka. Um, vodka. Um, let's get... Sorry, that was not answering a question. Both men are losing their minds. Um, from Tim. I have to say that your podcasts come off pretty clean. Have there been occasions where you've recorded, looked back and said, we'll have to re-record that portion? Um, no. There are times when the, the recording has we've failed. We've had to record twice. Multiple times. Probably five episodes total over the years that we've had to re-record. Because just do them again entirely because of the technical problems. But none that me, their Matt, and I go, oh, that was not good enough to air. Um, we, are, we work at such a pace that we just don't have time. Honestly, yeah. um, it's only when we absolutely have to do we do it. Um, do you have a discussion prior to recording about what who will cover what? I mean, other than like the our general format has lapsed into where it's me in the first act, Matt in the second act, me in the third act, and then uh, me doing comments from news group, Matt doing listener question, so on and so forth. That's all assumed. Um, we don't really talk over anything before we go because it keeps our reactions fresh. Honestly. 
Um, we try and keep everything, you know, fresh so that when we record it, people you're hearing, you're hearing what we actually think, what we actually are, are reacting to, not just recorded planning, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to be outraged this episode. Yeah. I get angry when I, when I get angry or I get happy when I get happy. I don't plan it. Uh, finally, also, I might have missed it, but have you two ever had a serious argument where, about where to rank an episode? It seems that you generally agree on a range of about 10 slots or less. I don't know if we've ever had a really tough one. I mean, I feel like ever since we hit the the bad Scully years, that no one wants to care quite as much anymore. Um, I think the, the hardest we ever fought each other was in, in the golden years when one of us wanted to put it much higher than uh, another. But that's that's really a bit. I hate remember a specific episode. I mean, it, I one I think maybe maybe it's on the top of my mind because I just mentioned it earlier on the show. But uh, Lone Again, Nacho Diddley. I remember Andrew guest on that one, and you guys were way more positive on me. I wanted to rank it really low. And yeah, I think that is probably the biggest biggest argument in at least recent in, in recent memory. I'm sure if we went back and watched Golden Years again and re ranked them, it would be different. Uh, but Matt and I have pretty similar tastes when it comes to The Simpsons. It's not that different, you know? We both are largely, like, we like character first, character-based humor first, episodes, plots to make sense, first and foremost, and everything else comes after that. But, so, we're naturally probably going to rank episodes relatively close to each other. Um, and then, generally, we're just like, well, we've been... Also, this has a part of a part to do with it. It's the last segment on the show. We've been recording, at that point, for at least two hours. <laughs> considering our patreon bonus stuff that we usually do before right. and both of matt and i at that point are tired <laughs> it's it's this is work <laughs> it's hard work to do this and it's a lot of talking and a lot of discussion and a lot of thinking so by the time i'm just naturally not that argumentative anymore unless that really gets my goat like he's when he says bill murray's average and i have to f- literally throw him off a boat Stand or by that i our mutual friend, our mutual our friend of the show, Andrew Bloom, texted me literally after the episode. Eric, but he, was, <laughs> he was like, I can't with this. I, he's like, I just watched Ghostbusters again. Matt is a, a crazy person. And I'm like, I know. I get I mean, it. He's the best part of Ghostbusters. I'm not going to even question that. Ray uh, Stance. The, all the other stuff he's been in. Ray Stance. Trying to remember Dan Aykroyd's character. Oh, Stance. Dan Aykroyd's character. Yes. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's character. Ray the guy who got a from a ghost. That guy, yeah, huh? Ghostbusters is not a perfect movie, Matt. It really isn't. My God. But it is great. Uh, From Matt, going back a few weeks, I have played ukulele a few years ago. I did enjoy the game, but it also had its problems. Yeah, I agree. Um, Anyway, I'm a huge James Bond fan, and Roger Moore is my favorite. I know some people do not enjoy the campiness he exudes, but I do like Roger as an actor. The question for you two is, is who, who is your favorite Bond actor, and what is your favorite Bond movie? Oh, that's a tough one. You're going to have to go first. I'm going to think. I'm going to go with my gut. I really liked Pierce Brosnan. Um, I'm going to cheat. I like Pierce Brosnan the most because I grew up with it. Um, and I have the same soft spot for his latter movie. The last few couple of movies he's made that they did were terrible, though. But Oh, um, they were the absolute. But uh, GoldenEye was great. I love, I still love GoldenEye. Um, Sean Connery, I think, is my best Bond. I think it's just, he's... I don't like it's hard to even call like like I'm at the point where like I don't like I don't know if Sean Connery is like was ever even ever a good actor 
Like he, <laughs> I, no, he was not. No, no. It's Sean Connery occupies the same place to me as like Denzel Washington or Will Smith, where they don't play other people. They play themselves and they are very charismatic, very handsome. And so you're like, you're drawn to them and their performance because of that fact, but they're not playing other characters. They're just them in different movies. And I think Sean Connery was just, we just think of him playing himself as James Bond, I guess. Um, yeah. If I, I think Daniel Craig is great too. Um, not much of a Roger Moore fan or Timothy Dalton or George Lazenby for that matter. I mean, to be fair, I'm a fan of Timothy Dalton, just not as Bond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I think Daniel Craig was, has been a great James Bond. I'll say that. Um, his brutish like i love the brutish bond that he is um i do think it's time for a new bond and i hope they pick a woman yeah. uh but i don't think they're going to they're probably going to pick another british white man is my guess uh, uh but who knows jail craig just may be james bond for the rest of his life because he keeps saying this is my last one and then they keep making new ones with him in it so we'll see uh, I, I would also say Pierce Brosnan. I just feel like he has the best balance of uh, the different aspects of Bond. Uh, he is a little bit of, it's a nice way to say this, a delicate Bond, uh, especially compared to um, uh, Daniel Craig, uh, who is just a hulking bruiser of a man uh, compared to all the Bonds that came before him. Um, I, I never really appreciated uh, just how much of a jerk uh, uh, Connery's Bond was. Uh, if you go back and watch those old Bonds, he is just rude and dismissive to everyone he comes around. And I feel like uh, Pierce Brosnan's uh, portrayal of uh, uh, of him was uh, trying to get away from that, uh, which I really appreciated. Uh, I would probably say uh, that Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, if I'm, I'm picking a, a movie to go with my, my favorite Bond, um, uh, would probably be the best one. because it's, it's got a good balance of like spying, intrigue, and all that kind of stuff. But those were nineties bond movies. They really can't hold up to the bond movies today. I mean, um, Oh God. Uh, was it? Oh God. Skywall. Is that the name of the one? Uh, Sky, with, Skyfall, Matt. Spall. Skyfall. Skyfall. Thank you. Uh, was just, I thought I masterpiece. Quite I was, they're going to, they need to build the Skywall. <laughs> the, the Skywall to save Britain. I'm sure that's some weird government defense project. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem watching. I'll watch a Daniel Craig Bond movie any day of the week. No problem. Whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, from Mitch at Mitch Doyle 13. Sorry if this is greedy, but a double question. It's fine, Mitch. We're, I'm just, you're allowed to ask as many questions as you want. Uh, what is a food or drink you've never tried but always wanted to? Hmm. Matt's not going to have an answer. Matt, like, he's he wants yeah. to try four foods and he eats them every day. Exactly. Probably close to a dozen. It's not four. <laughs> I like I like crackers and uh actually I'm a big fan of crackers. Um, you Matt, you literally told me the other day. You told me I can't, we can't keep goldfish crackers in the house cuz I would just eat them. Don't tell me you don't like crackers. Very specific crackers. That is a cracker, okay, Matt. Sorry, a goldfish like a, cracker okay. is a cracker. All right. Okay. All right. Put my foot down on this one. All right. All right. Cracker. Enough. It's a cracker. Goldfish cracker. It's in the name. Crackers are great. Um Never tried, always wanted to. I'm very adventurous eater. I will try almost anything one time at least, maybe twice, just to make sure if I don't like it. <laughs> um, and I like most foods. Like I'm very, I'm picky in very specific things. Like I don't like mushrooms, but I like the flavor of mushrooms. I don't like 
raw tomatoes, but I like the flavor of tomatoes. I like I like tomato sauce and all that stuff. So I don't and I've I've honestly I eat way more food than I used to, and I'm I've opened up to I'll eat almost anything. Um, I'll even eat those things if you know they're in the they're in a food and I'm we're in a setting where I can't pick them out or whatever. I don't I'm not that precious about it. Um, I don't like pickles. Very I don't like pickles. Um, ah, pickles are amazing. You like Matt? You I'm you are baffling sometimes. Um, a food or drink I've never tried that I would like to try. Um, honestly, the stuff I haven't tried is very much. It would be very particular regional cuisines for places that you just don't see. You know them. You don't see restaurants with for that those very particular regional cuisines. Probably food that you could only try if you went to a place. And like, I don't know, there's certain South American countries, certain African countries, um, Southeast Asian countries, some of them like that I would love to try their cuisine just to see what it is. Like see what the, how they've adapted, see what their food is like versus other people's food. You know, like I've done on food tours in big cities and it's always the most fascinating to me is when we come to a restaurant and I'm like, oh, I've never eaten this. I've I, there's a, I went to Toronto and we did a food tour in Toronto and we ate indigenous Native American food. And I never eaten Native American food cooked by a, 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 a Native American, by an indigenous person in Canada. So that was incredible. Um, uh, the, here's the, Matt, this is an easy one for you. All right. This is the second half of the question. Conversely, what is a food or drink you've never tried, but still will never try? Oh, anything fermented. I, I'm I'm sorry. It's weird. I know that I like pickles because that's technically a fermented food. Mm-hmm. But like sauerkraut, uh, anything. Oh, kimchi. I hate kimchi. I have tried kimchi once. So it doesn't count for this question. But oh, my God. It is one of those vomit inducing things I have ever put near my face. <laughs> Matt, Matt. Here, Matt says, I like pickles. I don't like kimchi, though. I'm like, Matt, that's the same. They're the same. It's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know how sauerkraut. It's not. They taste so different. It's, so, they're so, it's both sour-forward foods. Like, they're both crunchy, sour-forward foods. No, but kimchi has an awful bitterness to it that I just can't stand. You just, you just need to make, make peace with bitter, Matt. That's what you need. You need no, to... I refuse. Okay, if I lived in the olden times when uh, <laughs> olden... food was tough to come by, <laughs> yeah, maybe I would have had to make my peace with bitter. But no, this is the today. I live in a rich country. I can avoid bitter my entire life if I need to. The olden times. I'm just telling you, have a happier. You'll have a happier life, Matt. Good. Um, why can't I think of the name? Um, the fruit, the smelly fruit. Um, durian. durian. I'm never gonna do. I'm not, I don't not no no need. Not interested. I've smelled it. That's good. I know everyone says it doesn't taste nearly as bad as it smells. I don't care. Not never I'm done. No. Huh. Interesting. I would actually try that as long as it was kept frozen because I've been told frozen uh, but, keeps the smell but, down. But that's not that's not the authentic experience, man. The authentic experience is to like, uh, have a fresh. I don't care, but I think it's, it's a food you you would actually try. But that's what the the real food is, Matt. That's just like saying, oh, I ate a Pop-Tart, but I froze it first. I'm like, you didn't eat a Pop-Tart then. That's a frozen Pop-Tart. It's I, a different I, thing. No, it's not. Just because you freeze something doesn't mean it's not that food anymore. All right, Matt. I'm going to – you get – I'm gonna, you can eat a drink of Popsicle or you can eat a frozen Popsicle. I would do both. That's not – they're different foods. You can't say that they're not uh-huh. – the temperature control is a very important part of food preparation. 
I mean, it You're is. You're crazy. But I mean, it's a, it's a step forward. So you can try it, know whether you like it, whether it's worth the smell. Durian is my answer. I'm not, no need to satisfy that curiosity. Um, uh, let's see. Okay, we're on the food train. This is the last food question from Casey. Uh, what is both of your last meals, including drinks and dessert? Matt, what is your last meal? You get you're getting put to death by Matt Groening. Matt Groening and Al Jean are putting us <laughs> both to death tomorrow. Uh, you you get fair, your, fair. what's your last meal? Oh God, uh, it would definitely be a a combination of pizza and sushi and like what eight different flavors of ice cream. A combination of okay okay not a combination but one than the other sushi is a good appetizer for pizza i don't know if you knew you guys knew that but it's true you have like two or three rolls of sushi and then you have an entire large pizza and then you feel like dying so it's not you're like oh this is, just works out for me two to three rolls and then a large pizza matt you are a large man but i can't even i go that's too much i can't do that robbie do you remember the tasty menu we had when i visited you last that wasn't even close to two to three rolls worth of sushi <laughs> i'm aware but okay um my last meal i could just say that i could easily just say yeah crab rangoon and uh pork noodles and some uh, egg rolls or whatever from you know some chinese takeout place but i think i will i would like my last my last meal to be a very uh, like uh, something really enjoyable and something that I could really call a unique experience. Matt hates calling food things experience. He just wants food, shovel food in his mouth as fast as possible. Um, but there is a, uh, a restaurant. I don't even know if it's still, I assume it's still around in Orlando that um, my wife and I would go to all the, uh, not all the time, but relatively frequently uh, called the ravenous pig. Is Ravenous Pig still around? Oh, it's still around. Okay, good. Oh, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, I was there a few months back. Okay. Ravenous Pig. I love Ravenous Pig in Orlando. Um, there, Once upon a time, we went, my wife and I, for a birthday, anniversary, some occasion, and they had a meal, and I don't think either of us realized it at the time, but we, I think it was just like, uh, it said pork cheek or pork. It said something like pork tacos or something like that. And maybe we didn't read it close enough or, but they brought a pig head to the table, like a full on just roasted pig's head. Like you just picked off the meat. Uh, it didn't have eyes, thankfully, but I don't know why that is the thing that crosses the line, but it was incredible. It was so awesome. Like, I know some people probably are like, ew. Um, and I know other people are like, that's awesome. But that's, that's kind of, that's the kind of eater I am where I go. That's awesome. And we picked off it was incredible the the pork was the best pork i've ever had in my entire life uh pork cheeks if you could ever eat them are incredible um so fatty but so delicious and we ate tacos pulling meat right off the pork right off the pig and that's that is a perfect last meal and for drinks and dessert i probably have like a nice ipa or something like that and dessert i don't know i'm I would say apple fritters. I love apple fritters. They're I can um, eat a, I could eat a thousand of them in a row. Um, so I would eat an apple fritter, but I I'm not that picky. I love sweets. I will eat almost any sweet except for key lime pie, which is a, a, a imposter. Oh, how dare you, monster! It's imposter. Oh, I pretend to be a dessert. Like you taste like you taste like sour. You're not a dessert. Why are you doing this to me? I know people. They like the, the sour. best dessert. You're a weirdo. You don't like bitter, but you like sour. They're they're cousins. Yes, sour is a much better flavor. They're they're cousins, Matt. 
Um, we'll go from uh, Wastecasts. Uh, first, just want to thank you for all the pain you both endure watching these really rough years of the show. First question that comes to mind is, how do you feel about crossover podcasts? And if positively, would you be interested in somebody crossing over with our show? Uh, I'm generally fine with them. And it's not like I'm not a, opposed to them or anything. It's mostly just Matt. I, I am very particular about getting a schedule, you know, down and knowing when I'm going to be recording. And so I can know when I can have to have everything edited by, et cetera, et cetera. And at a certain point, like, sure, I could get a lot of guests on the show, but eh, does it doesn't matter. And how many people do really want to watch these terrible episodes of The Simpsons with us? But it's more about like getting scheduling done and we are on a weekly basis. We have to get stuff done. And Matt is uh, a madman who uh, refuses to quit his job. I know it's, it's crazy. I know sometimes other people demand my attention. I really, I mean, yes, I know. I've told you to quit your job, uh, leave your wife, uh, abandon your kittens just for the podcast, but you just refuse every time. Mm -hmm. So I'm not opposed. Reach out, email me. We can try and hash something out, maybe. I don't know. I'm not too precious about season 18 or 19 of The Simpsons. Um, uh, we'll go to... We'll do back to Energy Turtle. Abby has another question for us, which is... I'm not sure about your answer, Matt. This is one of those I'm not actually... Oh, I don't know the answer. Uh, question. Eggnog. Yes or no? Yes or no, Matt? Uh, hard no. Hard no. Why? It's weird because... I mean, I generally enjoy uh, creamy beverages. Uh, I like a good hot chocolate made with milk. Uh, but there's something about the spices using eggnog that I just cannot get behind. I am firmly pro eggnog. I love eggnog. Pro nog. I'm a pro nog person. The secondary question, which Matt is already a, a no too. So if yes, what kind of booze do you put in it? A uh, good whiskey or bourbon. Bourbon probably is better because it's sweeter. But well, I thought that's what you're supposed to put in eggnog. What other things can you put in eggnog? I mean, you just have a virgin eggnog, Matt. You just don't drink, put booze in it. I know, but I'm sorry. Sorry. What other kind of booze do you put in there? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can put. I mean, you, people don't agree unnecessarily on. I think there is a very. It's popular to put bourbon or whiskey in your eggnog, but there's you could put uh baileys in there you could put rum rum is a sweet any kind of sweet liquor i think you can rum is a sweeter <laughs> liquor you can put that in there i know matt you go all i taste with alcohol is burning but there's other flavors that you don't try and let pay attention to but oh, okay i mean there is that's not debatable you're just because your taste buds are broken doesn't mean that everyone else mm -hmm. on earth is wrong um but rum you can put rum in there jamaican rum a good jamaican rum would be good in, a, in an eggnog as well they're generally sweeter, but a bourbon. I use bourbon. I'm a big. I, I'm a. I'm firmly on team bourbon at this point in my life. When I drink, which is very rarely anymore, I'm an old man now. I fall apart if I drink a single a single drop of alcohol enters my body. I fall. I fall into a slumber for days, and when I wake up, I hate myself. Uh, what do you know? Me too. You're all just becoming me. <laughs> That's not absolutely not true, Matt. Um, uh, from Lucas at Dead Man Seventy Four. My first episode of this podcast was the 2016 Holiday Mailbag. That's been an amazing podcast. I've been binging ever since. Thank you. This made working so much more bearable. As for my question, if you could be a fly on the wall watching any production, watching production room of Simpsons of one Simpsons episode, what episode would it be? Ooh, 
I want to uh, the Lady Gaga episode that is widely reviled. I kind of want to understand how that happened exactly. Like whose idea was that? Why did they say yes? Who didn't say no? So we can punish them. It's very interesting, Matt, that you pick an episode that no one wants to. Everyone hates. Well, I'm going to pick Homer's Enemy. I'm going to pick the number one episode on our list. Oh, My favorite yeah. episode of The yeah. Simpsons ever. I want to see everything about it. You can't give me too much. I love Homer's Enemy. I think it's the best, one of the best pieces of art ever made. Um, so I don't, I if you just gave me a recording of everything related to making that episode, I would watch it all, even if it was boring. I don't care. I want it. Give me it. Uh, and finally, this is our 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 final series of questions, uh, Matt, from JJ. Uh, some of these are Patreon focused, but whatever. If you ever run out of King of the Hills or Bob's Burgers, would you consider doing Futurama from the start? Um, probably not. Is my answer because we probably that's that's generally been Robbie's answer. I've been for it for the entire time, but Robbie's the one saying no. Well, there's a reason that I've generally said no for Futurama because Futurama has always been in my back pocket as another podcast to do non-patreon podcast like a regular public podcast that was before the simpsons said they might go to season 40 yeah. uh, but me i don't know that's it, there's i don't know i'm not i i think that i am i i don't know if i would have much to say that hasn't been said about futurama Th that that i think that's the thing like i would say oh it's great but like a lot of people say that and i don't know if i'm my perspective on that like and it's not new to me and I think that's a part of the charm of King of the Hills and Bob's Burgers doing that for the Patreon is those are mostly new. Bob's Burgers is all new. King of the Hill, I haven't watched any. The ones I have watched were years and years ago. So those are both new and that's kind of, it's a way to get me, I get excited about that. I'm not going to get, like I like Futurama and I'd like to, I will rewatch it, but it, you know, I've seen it a lot. So it, that's kind of the fresh, I like that fresh perspective. I, would, I like doing shows I haven't watched before just for the reactions. Um, what are your thoughts on BoJack Horseman? I mean, I, I think I'm pretty solidly on record as uh, loving uh, BoJack Horseman. Um, it is a very difficult show to watch. It's not something you can just, uh, you know, watch and laugh at the good times, because if you're really paying attention to it and it uh, 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 absorbing what it, what is happening, um yeah that's uh that's gonna affect you uh especially if you you've known somebody who could be like that um which thankfully i have not but i i've heard of people uh who have been like that and it's just incredibly rough uh i respect bojack horseman i recognize it as a good quality uh television show uh but i cannot watch it i and at this point in my life if bojack horseman was a movie a singular two hour, you know, thing, I'd probably love it. But because it's a television show, uh, I, like, it's just so, it's just very draining. It's like, you know, I call it the sad horse show because that's what it is. And it's not that it's bad. It's just, I don't like, I, I write horror for a living. I kind of dwell a lot of the time in the worst of everything. <laughs> so yeah. when I'm, I am watching something and it is, especially if it's a TV show, I want it to be a little bit, have a little bit more, optimism or like you know it's not that it's not optimistic but it is very much like hey it's rough um it's hard to watch sometimes and i don't really 
If it was a movie, I probably would give it cut it more slack because it's a singular thing. But because it's a television show, it goes on. Eh. Um, back when you were working your way through the golden years, were you more optimistic about seasons ten and beyond? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I was of the opinion that oh, you know, uh, season ten is going to be decent but not great. Eleven is going to kind of go down, but then we're going to get to season fifteen and it's going to be a little better because I remember a couple of uh seasons a couple of episodes being good in those seasons and and i was wrong um maybe i just forgot about these or you know watched them on a a shuffle one day or something and oh god i was much more optimistic and now i'm now i'm worried about when it gets good again i mean a lot of people say it's after the movie matt i hope they're right because we're we're almost there we are almost there you know after season 20 movie then 19 and 20 and it starts to pick up again gets back to not maybe not great but uh, okay um, I was definitely more optimistic because I had, I'd watched up through season. I think I even marked it. If you go back and listen to season 14 or 15 episode where I literally, this is like, this is the last episode I regularly remember watching. And, uh, you know, I went to college and, you know, your television habits, every, all your habits are changed drastically when you're not at home anymore. And also like, so I don't remember them, but I was, I don't remember any of them episodes being so terrible. I was curious about the Scully years. I'm like, I know it's bad. I remember, you know, I rem- obviously like, you know, everyone makes fun of the elves and the and elf elf jockeys and all that stuff. But I wasn't expecting it to be this long. I was not expecting, you know, we are in season 18. That is nine good to great seasons of The Simpsons and nine very very bad episodes of the seasons we of The Simpsons. We are it's we we're equal now we have done just as many good ones as bad ones and and we're about to tip over so i was definitely more optimistic but i really just want them to be interesting at this point in good or bad i don't really i just want something to talk about gosh and finally our final question matt do you plan on doing the movie in between seasons 18 and 19 yes Yes. Didn't we do a live watch along with the movie as our, a bonus item? We have a commentary track for the movie on our Patreon. Okay. Back in the day, I need to organize the Patreon badly. And I am, I'll take this opportunity to say I'm planning on uploading our archived episodes, episodes not on the normal podcast feed, onto the Patreon uh, for $2 subscriber levels. Um, so they'll be there. The feed's probably going to be a mess, but I can't. I'm try- I really have tried for a better solution, but this is the best one that is not going to cost an arm and a leg because you see all those podcasts that have like bonus feeds and all that stuff. Those cost money. Uh, and I already <laughs> hosting is already very expensive for the show. Um, we are going to do the movie. I don't know how we Matt and I haven't really talked about this. If we did it in our normal format, the episode would be three hours long. I don't think we want to do that. We might just break it down into three parts. One, two, three. Um, and do our normal episode beside that. We'll obviously not be ranking it, um, but we're definitely going to talk about the movie. The movie's important. The movie's an important part of the, sh- the show's history, and we'd have, we absolutely need to talk about it. Um, we might even abandon our normal format altogether and just do a more loose, like, not run down the entire, you know, plot and just do a discussion piece by piece. I don't know. Um, we'll figure it out. I might solicit question i might solicit what you guys want to hear you know how do you want us to talk about it do you just want to do our normal episode with clips and all that stuff or i don't know well we're, we're we'll figure it out uh we still got a little ways you know it's not next year the early next year is when we'll get to the movie so well you can subscribe to our patreon and check out the commentary track we did for it even though that was years ago at this point so 
things have things have changed. We were happier then. We are nicer to mm-hmm. to the we show. The embittered old men we are now. Yeah, which is is strange because I I think personally as a as a person I'm generally much more happier than I have been in my life. But when it comes to the Simpsons, sorry, sorry guys. Mm-hmm. To all the people who complain about us being negative all the time, sorry, episodes are bad. And I'm We're not trying. Gonna, episodes are bad i try and make them entertaining i try and make the show entertaining but i'm not gonna stop calling episodes bad because that's what they are they're just they're plain bad really bad make when the simpsons make good episodes again is when i'll we will be more positive about the show um if you guys are patreons we've been reviewing some of the newer episodes which actually have been good well yeah mostly until for that i really didn't i mean a lot of people like that new episode i did not but i'm just a special snowflake um well that's it for our questions uh Thanks for uh, thanks for everyone who sent in those questions. Uh, this is the end of the year. Uh, last couple of years have been a complete blur. I'm I'm glad that I'm in a place where I can travel to for the holidays again and see my family, see Matt uh, as well. Like that's it'll be nice. Um, but I appreciate everyone who still listens to the show. We've been going on for a long time now, and uh, you guys are the reason we keep doing it. If no one, I, I might you know I've said that I do really find the Simpsons as a whole interesting and how the show evolved and changed over the years and how it got so bad. But I am also pretty confident that if no one listened to this show, I would not be doing this. (laughs) I I think Matt (laughs) and I would a few people. Yeah. I think Matt and I would both go, Oh, we're just torturing ourselves for no one. Why? But because people listen, because you guys are along for the road with us, it makes it much, much, much uh, more palatable. So we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate all your all your participation for the show. And I'm going to try and be better at social media, which is very draining and very hard to do when I'm also trying to write all day. Um, but that'll do it for us. Uh, we are, let's see, you, I'm, I need to do social media plugs. So uh, you can find us online on, on, on Twitter at Simpsons Show Pod. You can email us to Simpsons Show Pod at gmail.com. And of course, support us on Patreon which is patreon.com slash the Simpson show. We have uh, you get a, a bunch of bonus content for just $2 a month for $5 a month. You can get every single episode early, a few days early and uncut. So you can hear Matt uh, accidentally curse once in a while, just once in a while. You're better than Eric. Also, you get to, you get to hear what Robbie is drinking every single week. Yes, I do have an update where I just drink and mostly it's sparkling water, which Matt is routinely disgusted by. Uh. <laughs> um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. Uh, that's my name. My website is also my name. It's RobbieDorman.com, which has links to everything I do online, and including my novels, my horror novels, which I've mentioned. I have nine of them now. Uh, you can go check them out on Amazon. There are links on my website. My newest is called What Dwells Beneath the Waves. It's Carl Heiss and the H.P. Lovecraft with a, uh, with a journalist trying to stop a Florida man, Eldritch Cultist, in the Keys as he tries to end the world in the midst of a hurricane. I also just started a YouTube channel that's centered on writing. Please go check that out. It's on my social media. It's on my website. It's everywhere. Appreciate you. Um, any more subscribers? Video every week on writing. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. That's true. I have decided to quit this Earth entirely. Thankfully, I live next to like one of the few places in the world where they're actually shooting things out of space. So I'm just going to hitch a ride on the next Starlink satellite. That way I can type directly into the Internet and still be away from all of you. So say goodbye. If you need anything, I'll just be monitoring all of your Internet connections. Don't watch between 7 and 8. That's Robbie time. <laughs>
That's Robbie's up. Okay. I'm Robbie. I'm Matt. Keep watching this episode. Shh.